Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. This is a fantastic episode today because I have with us today the Max 6 team. These are my great friends, Kyle McIntosh and Al Loveland. Kyle is the president and creative excitant. Excitant. I always, I know, I've known that title for a while, but I always have a hard time using that term. You're not alone. I'm excited to hear what that means, even though I've heard it before. And Al, our new VP of operations or the mayor of Max 6, now official mayor. Official mayor. And I I guess that another term would be integrator. So that'd be the third term. And we can talk about that too. We do need to talk about that. Yes. I just had that conversation with Dr. Babandor with SciTech Institute about the integrator role. So I'm looking forward to hearing how that fits for you and your new role with Max 6. So welcome to both of you to the studio. Al, is this the first time you have been in an interview in this location or because I know we've interviewed before upstairs in the other studio when we had that one. I was actually here last month with Kelly Lorenzen for her show. Yes. And I couple other people, too. I can't recall yes. who else was on. Good. Okay. So good. He's an old pro. You have been on in the studio or no yet? I, oh, I have with Darren from Tiger Mountain. That's right. When we, when you guys started the community garden. Yes. Okay. So now that we've all reacquainted ourselves, let's have you introduce yourselves to our listeners and our viewers. Kyle, would you start for yourself? And I know even before we went on air, our new producer, Jesse, you were giving him a little bit about the background about Max 6. This would be a great place to kind of introduce yourself and who Max 6 has been up until now. And then when Al joins us and introduce himself, we'll get to talk about where you're going. Sure. So Kyle McIntosh, I'm the president and creative excitant of Max 6. And we started something in September 2011. Didn't know quite what it would be, but knew we wanted to work with companies, startup companies, all kinds of companies that we could help to grow, accomplish their goals in the world. And we knew that we wanted to work with companies that were doing things right by taking care of their people, including their external stakeholders. And so those two things came together in a number of different iterations over the years, uh, business incubator, co-working space, real estate. And where we've kind of shaken it out and settled on for now is, yeah, we're a real estate company is sort of externally what everybody sees. We've got about 110,000 square feet of commercial space, some co-working, some traditional office space, but really what we do, we're not a real estate company, we're a people company. And so what we do day to day is uh, stir the pot with all of these companies that are inside of Max 6 and inside these buildings to make connections, to find ways to help each other and to really grow what has become a super cool community of, we're probably about 80 companies right now that you know, they're thriving. And so our, our purpose is building better communities where people and businesses thrive. And that's what we work on every single day. Mm, great introduction. We can end the show right there. <laughs> no, we can't because you guys are up to some great things. Tell us about bringing Al on board and then uh, we'll have Al do a little bit of, of his background. But why, why the mayor? There's a reason he was called the mayor before, mm-hmm. uh, uh, before we even started working with him. And uh, so I'll, it's funny when I was uh, 
was I was sending something over for you on maybe the first day you started, and I pulled up your lease. And the day that we signed the lease, not the day that it started, was exactly five years to the day. Yeah. It was just a crazy coincidence. And Al has been a community member as a part of Max 6 for, I mean, most of that five years. Not just a community member sitting at a desk and doing his thing, but really really being participatory in the community and helping others and getting to know Max 6 and what we do and like being an integral part of what is the like experience of Max 6. And I won a lot of races. I was just hearing the <laughs> clicking of my heels upstairs on the second floor and Al racing me to the door when the doorbell rang. <laughs> you did and you won every race. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a year ago or so, uh, I knew some of what Al did, but not the extent. And I knew that he was helping uh, uh, people like David Meehan and others. And just, I had seen it, but uh, didn't really have a full grasp of it. And I mean, between uh, knowing we needed help, knowing a little bit enough about what Al did and Chrissy grabbing me by the shirt and saying, you need to talk to Al. It really culminated in this uh, initially a consulting relationship where he's been helping us uh, more and more over the last number of months really get our stuff together so that we Mm -hmm. can make sure that what we're doing is not just representative of it's great today, but can be duplicated and great tomorrow and at a greater scale. So how can we how can we help more people? How can we affect more businesses positively? And so it got to the point where, okay. Al, we, I would love to work you out as a consultant, but I don't want you to be out. And so I want you on the team. I see, I see the value of Al being able to really take what was this labor of love and turn it into something that is replicable as a business that we can take forward and, and really make some bigger stamp on the world. And that's your one of many secret powers. Yes. To take my, uh, my background was I started, um, I graduated with a history degree. And that, that in sense six, knowing you. <laughs> and that in 60 cents would get me a Coke at the time. Now with inflation, it's like a dollar twenty to get a, right. get a Coke. But um, I worked at J.P. Morgan Chase for 15 years. And during that period of time, um, I developed a lot of skills. I started out as a, as a, as a temporary employee and, and worked my way up to be a, an AVP. And I had a group of about 90 people reporting into me. And then I was part of a, part of a layoff. And, and I started... I moved out here from from Delaware to Arizona, and at a certain point, I was laid off, and I was like, "What do I want to do?" And I I stayed here. It took me about nine months to figure it out. And I remember I because uh, I had my history degree, and and when I was lo- looking for work, I was always getting booted out because I didn't have a master's degree. So I went and I started a master's program, and I sat down. It was like an MBA or it was a, a master's in management. And I went back and I read the two the course loads and the, I went with the master's of management because it had a lot of different things like cross-cultural communications, public relations versus your math classes. And so I started that the following Monday and the first class was um, was based around consulting. And I just read it and I just loved it. From that point on, I started just basically myself here. I had a couple iterations of what I did. I uh, My first company was 21 Days Consulting and I worked with nonprofits and, and entrepreneurs and I know how to network. So I went back in all the different um, the ecosystems here in the Valley. And then one day we're talking about Brian Stinson um, said, hey, let's meet over at, at this place called Max 6. And I Googled it 
and it was literally across the street from where I oh, where that's I lived. Right before you moved. And so I walked across here, and I for said for years. I went back and I started thinking about okay, what am I going to do? And then I I started to come in here, and and it was a good period of time. And then of course the pandemic hit, and then the place was mine for about three months. Well, mine, yours, yeah, and mine. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, we were well, the only two here. Yeah, it was. Uh, no doorbells ring and no races. No doorbells, no races. <laughs> nobody was here. And then at a certain point, I started working with the team, and um, I went back and I was like, because being a consultant, you, you know, you go back and say, hey, we're done, and I went to Kyle and I said. We should have something a little bit more formal because I don't want to come into you on Monday and say, hey, I'm going to be out of here when you're so uh, knee deep and stuff. And then we went back. We had a conversation and I'm here full time now. This makes sense. So our first introduction wasn't necessarily Brian Stinson's core values meeting. You and I, I knew of you when you were at La Tip, right? Mm-hmm. All those years ago when uh, Mike was in business. Yes. With his auto, auto shop. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. I said, I met this guy. He's like, Al, I know him. <laughs> so yes. we, we go back a ways. And to extend what uh, Kyle is saying about you, just again, for our listeners to understand really this ecosystem and how much we love on each other. Kyle and Al and then Kendra as well are the kind of people that when I was running the studio by myself, solo for the first two years. Anytime someone was ringing the doorbell for the next show and I'm producing and hosting and I couldn't get out there by myself, you guys were the ones who were to make sure that some, hey, can I grab you coffee? Can can I get you water? Sit down. She'll be right with you without even having to ask anybody to do that for me, which is great. And just always a cheerleader for everything that we've done uh, at Business Radio X and Conscious Capitalism. So, and, and for Max 6 as well. So it's, this is a great, this triad is it a great example of how really everybody respects and loves on each other? Regardless of my title, I'll be your maitre d' of Max Six any day, Karen. <laughs> I appreciate it. And one of these days, I'll learn how to say excitant. Yes. yes. Karen, I'll do everything except, except getting hug you. <laughs> <laughs> For our viewers, we have this long-standing joke that Al's a little afraid of me. So one of these days, I'm going to corner him and hug him physically. I'm just not a hugger, so. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. We have COVID to thank for me having to learn how not to hug people. So there's that. I'm a little bit more resistant than I was pre-COVID. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, more about what you're up to now. Kyle, you get a, uh, gave a great description of when you said we started something. I love that. Like we started something. I didn't really know what it was. I get that. And I love that you said when you were, uh, it only took you nine months to figure out your something. I'm still figuring it out. So <laughs> it, it takes some time, doesn't it? I hope I never find out. It's always, you've got to know where you're going to some degree. But if you're not striving for doing something new and better, at least based on how the world's changing around you, then what are you doing? Yep. And they say life's about the journey, not the destination. So it's all about what you do. You learn, you grow, and, and you get better. And it's just, that's one of the fun things here every day is that you're always meeting new people and it's fun to help people grow. And be willing to make mistakes along the way. I think that's the biggest hurdle I've had to get over for myself personally and professionally. I like doing things right. I like th- doing things thoroughly and I like doing them perfectly. And I like knowing what I'm doing. I've had to get comfortable in the discomfort. And that is how we how we grow. If we're not willing to do that and if we if it pains us so much that we're frozen, which I've been there many times before, then then we, we're not growing. I think it's a great trucker quote that he said, if you, you show me someone who's not making mistakes, I'll show you somebody who's doing nothing. So good. Love that. Peter Drucker. Yeah. Back from my education days. Yes. I think we've had that conversation before too. So let's talk a little bit about the real estate world right now, commercial real estate specifically. What's happening and how do you guys see yourselves fitting in there? So it is, 
I mean, it would have been unimaginable to be where we are today uh, five years ago. And not to say that it's good or bad or anything. It just is. It's different. And in, in many ways, it's good. In many ways, it's, you know, not as good for what we were doing. But there's a lot of change happening. And so the uh, COVID really did two things. One, it showed that we can operate a business without everybody being in the office at, at all times, uh, yet to be tested on uh, long-term viability of the productivity that comes out of that. But it also, I mean, it showed that from a productivity, from a company, we can get things done perspective, but it also from a bottom line, if I'm a CFO of a company that has 2 million square feet of real estate, why am I paying all of this money for square footage that I don't need if all my people don't even want to be here and can be as productive? So there's there's a lot of battle, I'd say, going on between companies and employees and and sort of getting to the bottom of what does a balanced approach to that look like now. But that's where we sit as a value proposition is the flexibility that a space like Max 6 has is you don't have to know the answers to that. Hmm. Come try something out, see how it works, and we'll change with you as you go. A lot of these, especially A-class buildings, are really struggling right now because they have a 10,000 square foot space that has to be a 10,000 square foot space. And so if a company that was in there before only needs 3,000 based on flexible schedules, they've got to find the company that was in 30,000 square feet of space. And so this downward trend is sort of happening to everybody right now. And I see what we're doing at Max 6 as an example of the way that the real estate market is really going to look in the future, which is what the future of work is probably going to look like. Flexing. Yes. Yeah. When I was in my 20s at, at Chase first starting out, I, I remember being in a meeting and somebody said something. They said, the only constant in life is change. And being a young person, you're like, that's pretty stupid and pretty, you know, it's like, but then as you get older, that, that's all it is, is change. And, and the one thing post-pandemic was, is just kind of observing that the companies that have been in here and also the people that, that you interact with and then reading is that the world's evolving and commercial real estate's evolving. And you can have people that are, you know, entrepreneurship is huge. Um, working from home is huge. The need for space, but then you also need a place to be able to get together. And the one thing that we're really working on is being flexible, as Kyle was saying, is ha having these flexible packages and then going back and experimenting with people. And it's more kind of, you know, we're kind of evolving into, you know, what fits you and how can we help you and how can you become a member of this community? And one of the big things is the old saying is that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason mm -hmm. is going back and listening to people and seeing what their needs are and how we can help them. And then creating um, the one big thing they always hear here is creating those win-wins. It's interesting you mentioned that when we did one of AZ TechCast show, we had uh, with Arizona Technology Council, we had Axon on, who is the taser company, right? Aren't they Axon? Axon? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, yeah. And you, I'm thinking about the statement you just made because they, the VP that was on with us was saying how they had an incredible amount of very innovative ideas around the technology that they share with the world. And it wasn't until they started listening more to what people needed that they actually started growing financially and be, be more successful what they offered. Because you can make something all day long. You can create an offer all day long. And if you're not listening to what the people that you're trying to appeal to, what they need, then 
so what if it's innovative, right? You've, you've got to be listening. And same thing goes with Business Radio X, right? We're, Jesse and I are having those conversations right now as we continue to change and, and adapt and look for what do our clients need and how do we show up to serve them. Just to go back to the very beginning of listening to what people are asking for, I say this pretty frequently. The most important square foot of space in any of our buildings is the corner of our training room where it is an open space where anybody can come and talk about anything as long as they're able to be respectful. We've been losing these community gathering places, and regardless of what anybody thinks about religion, it's, it is what it is and whatever. Less of that means less of the church, means less of these community gathering places. And so I think we've been seeing the result of that over the last couple of decades. And what's happening is people, I mean, even more so now as people are not coming out to even go to work all the time anymore. And so regardless of anything real estate related and having flexibility in these in these offices and continuing to listen as the market changes, that was really the first stab at something is we need to establish a place as a community gathering place where people can come and talk about ideas and disagree with each other and talk about them in a way that's respectful but gets to a cool, we have a new idea out of this because we could come together. Yeah. Can we talk about some of the groups and organizations that utilize MAC6 for those reasons? So already that comes to mind, right, is Local First Arizona, Conscious Capitalism, the Tempe Chamber, who I may have eaten them all up, but I really want our listeners and viewers to understand what exactly you're talking about. They may or, am I right, they may or may not have a dedicated space here, but you've welcomed everybody. If it fits for them to come and utilize the space, you can make that work for them. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll save uh, another one for Al there, but uh, I will say... Oh, I know the one. We've, we've yet to have anybody that I just vehemently, like, personally, like, couldn't have, like, couldn't stomach, you know, the what they're talking about. I've had people in here talking about uh, their anti-capitalist, uh, beyond socialist, bordering on anarchist, holding, like, a full meeting about that. It's awesome. How do you stand on two feet on anything that you believe without testing it against others that are willing to have that conversation of where the boundaries are on each other's beliefs to find out where there's a common ground? No physical violence here, but anything else goes. And so whether it's the Tempe Chamber or Local First and and what they stand for and these great things they're doing in the community or somebody I definitely disagree with it's talking about something else i don't care like come here and just be respectful and be open to others that have different mindsets and that's what it's about and to your point that's going away when we look at social media and how our feeds show us only the people that we align with and then we begin to think right we're isolated and that what how you think and how you show up is so different from me because that's what my narrative that's what i've been listening to and what we're saying is listen there's still room for disagreement there's still room for differences love that one more, just before Al says yeah. something about this group that uses our space pretty frequently. Kimber Lanning, who started Local First Arizona, gave one of the most impassioned and eloquent speeches back to in result of this anti-capitalist person. And after they were they were not combative, they were but it was I would have charged into battle with Kimber any day after seeing that it was such a it was such an interesting experience to be so so tied into what she was saying emotionally and disconnected emotionally from the other side 
but being okay with that and letting those things come together. And one of the great things about the community is, is that you're able to go back and talk to the business owners and say, what things do you need right now? And to get the Tempe Chamber, which has all the businesses here in, in Tempe, a lot of different um, programs where you can get out in the community. Local First is the same way. You know, when you go out to a Local First event, you're seeing a lot of different business owners. And as you know, being an entrepreneur, you can't do it alone. And then we have a, a group upstairs. It's called Alliances, a place where entrepreneurs align. I used to walk by that group every Tuesday. And I remember. Like, what is going on with that room? I remember you did. He was adamant. Was talking like, about adamantly opposed. Yeah, was that like, was I, out. I, I was like, what is this? What is this? Like a cult? And now I, you've I, been a member I, for but, but two years. Yep. And I went back and um, David Kogan, who's the owner, kept, kept uh, sending me messages. And I was always doing stuff on Tuesday. And then, you know, post-pandemic, what I went back and really respected for those guys was, was that they were one of the first groups that did things in person. Yep. And I went back and I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I've been there for, for, for two years now, and I've loved every moment of it. And, and the great thing about that is, is that you get, 20 to, you get 20 to 50 people every Tuesday in the Valley who, along with helping you with your business, they help you personally. And there are, there are a lot of people that I did business with. And here at Max 6, what we want to do is we want to go back and, and be there, but also have in the back of our mind is who's here mm -hmm. And how can we connect you with somebody else who's going to help you grow? Because we want to help you flourish as a business. And it's really about connections and it's about understanding what somebody needs. And then as we as we go around and, you know, part of my thing as a mayor is I go around and I, I, I tell Kyle it's uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. You know, you <laughs> not walk hugging, around. No, no not, not hugging. Hug. No, no <laughs> hugs. But you go around, you talk and you say, okay, what are some of the challenges of your business? What are some of the things you're looking for? And then we know people who we can connect you with. And then one thing we're, we're going to work on in the, in the second half of the, uh, the year is one of our ideas is called the Growth Academy, where we're going to go back and have things to really focus on helping businesses grow. You know, one of our main focus is going to be not there, – there are a lot of groups that focus on the owner. You know, Vistage, I think it's EO is another one. Mm -hmm. But as you know, you can only grow as fast as your staff that's – underneath you and building those teams. And we have a lot of great information. And that's the thing that we want to kind of do things here for the people that are here with us. But then also different businesses that are out there that want to grow. And so you think about Max 6 as a place to grow and a, and a great community, but also a place where you can go and learn these basic fundamentals that can help you grow your business. Mm -hmm. And that creates wins-wins for everybody. Of course it does. And there's so many uh, opportunities for o overlap for, uh, obviously, how we function here at Phoenix Business Radio, Alliances, you. That's really what's so nice about being part of this, this collective is that we all involve all stakeholders, regardless of who they are, and we're looking for the win, 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 win. And that's why this is so important to me. So I love, I love being here, and I'm deeply appreciative. You and I first met, I think it was at, maybe it was Jen Burwell's suggestion, at my at, when I was at the Regis, my first right. year yeah. owning the studio, I was in the second floor of Regis, not even a mile away, yeah. and no windows and a door. And while they love to take new uh, possible uh, businesses through and show them, yeah, we've got Phoenix Business Radio X here, they couldn't wrap their brain. We had that conversation five years ago. They couldn't wrap their brain around why they would want to keep me and offer me a great opportunity <laughs> to stay there. They just hiked up my rent, and I'm like, Kyle. 
I want to come see this Max Six place. We met at Park Lane when you guys had that. Yeah. And I said, there's got to be room for me at Max Six. And you're like, I am going to make that happen. And I'm so grateful because you've embraced and you've been an encourager for our growth. So thank you. Thank you. And I, it, shortly after that, I guess, was the uh, the first show at your old studio with Drenna from Lyft. And oh, my gosh. That's right. Just as another interesting Lyft, basically started growing in Arizona in our space. And they're, I mean, they're far beyond what we have the capacity for. They started with Max 6. That's right. They, well, they're, they came in with, uh, let's say nine people and, and, uh, uh, left with, you know, about 20 to 30. And I I have no idea how many employees they are now, but just the, the cool connections around that, you know, we're all, we're all like a uh, neural network to each other. And as long as, but we don't recognize that unless we help each other make those connections. And so I think that's, what's been cool about doing this, or even just being awake and open and in the moment in Arizona is that there's all these cool people around doing amazing things. And so just be open to it. Uh, You'll have to show Jesse, who is our new producer, the, the big, interconnected web that we have in the storage room. Was it a stakeholder involvement? What, what was that called, that event? We had it on the table. And it's actually when you opened this co-work space a couple of years ago, right? Right before the pandemic. And Kyle is a visual, not only learner, but also a visual teacher. And you had this big, beautiful board that was, you know, the size of this table and bigger. And people could go and they could put their business card or their name on it and say, hey, I learned about Max 6 through so-and-so. And then we took a piece of yarn and connected it to that person so we could show the interconnectedness and the in the introductions that anybody had when they came to listen to us speak at that event. That's how that's how the world works. That's how I view the world. And so as one as a stand for Max Six advocating capitalism as a force for good, what does that really mean? Is that poverty is mostly non-financial, but it is a lack of opportunity and relationships. And so the ability of capitalism and business as a force for good is really to make those connections that people either don't have or don't realize they have. And so it was, yeah, it was an awesome visual way to show this isn't just everybody coming to Max 6. We're not the sun. Everything's circling around. But look, everybody's connected to each other. It's a spider web. It's a neural network. This is the real opportunity that we have. Mm-hmm. Just one quick story with that. I was just sitting out last night listening, and we have a new person in our space. His name is Ben Cooper. He's, I don't think he's any more than 19. And so he has a business, and he's coming in, and there are, um, he's a coder, not really that familiar with it, but th- we have three other gentlemen here that do the same thing. And just to sit and listen to the conversations mm-hmm. they have with him, and somebody who is very green, and they went back and they just kind of take him under his own, to take them under arm and go back and say something. Here are some things that you should think about. Here's a template that you can use for you know for your new for your first client. And he's sitting back right and and I went back and I said, here's something that you can't learn that you can't learn sitting at your house. No. And so he, he went back. And he said he's so appreciative of the people that are here because it's the quality of people that you interact with that helps you grow. Because in so many cases, one fun thing we're doing next Wednesday. I'll share a quick story. Is where we're stunned to hear a lot of people under 30 don't know who the three stooges are. 
So next Thursday, we're having a pizza and popcorn event, and we're going we're, we're gonna to have some Three Stooges. Sorry, I can't make it. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> Only because I can't stomach the Three Stooges. We can stomach. And, and I know who they are. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. That's fun. That's yes. a lot of fun. I, ha- I think I have to come just for that. But, <laughs> but anyway, I watched a, sh- a show on with, uh, with Mo Howard, and, like in the 1970s before he passed away, and he said he was walking into a, a shop one day, and he ran into his high school classmate, who was a person who had a vaudeville act. And he said, what are you doing? And he went back, and that conversation started him on the path to where they were. And it's those, it's those personal interactions with somebody that gives you a little bit extra. And that's what we want to do here is to be those, those little stepping stones for people to help them get from where they are to where they want to be. Love that. And to go back to the idea that there's flex space. So that as an individual or an organization ebbs and flows in their growth, hey, we're we're knocking out of the park. We've got 60 people strong. There's room for them in a, in a Max 6 community. Okay, things are a little lean. We're going to pull down and there's only nine of us, right? Or that kind of thing. That's that's why you do what you do. And I was giving him a hand codes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, do I need to say nah, something different? No, sorry. Um, that's all right. The other piece of that is when we talk about COVID and people working from home and and really how are we changing and shifting, when we talk about mental health and especially for our entrepreneurs, we're a different breed. We think differently. We show up differently. There's a good percentage of entrepreneurs who deal with depression. It's a known fact. We have Andy (laughs) to thank for some of those stats. That's what shows up in my mind. And if we don't find a community that can support us and we feel aligned to the degree that we want to put ourselves into that community, I don't know that we're going to succeed. I think there's a great rate of failure and feeling different and feeling like we, we can't, can't succeed. And I'm grateful for putting myself in circles, all the circles we're talking about that have said, hey, run alongside me. We're competitors, but let's, let's figure out how, how to help each other succeed. I think the hand signal, see if I pick up what uh, Al was putting down, is uh, we've got three uniques. One of those we've talked about is the flexibility. The other two are community and growth. Mm -hmm. And so to your point, if I'm Ben and I'm going to be dealing with all this learning curve, getting into business and not just doing what I know, my technical specificities for coding, how do I begin to do this without it costing three times as much, mm-hmm. without me driving myself insane, running my head through a wall, trying to figure it all out myself? Come to a place like this and develop relationships, and it's so much easier. Not only so much easier, but so much more rewarding because you've got these relationships in your life. The growth, I mean, it means different things to different people, different companies. I don't care what it means. I just care that somebody wants to continue to grow at least they're learning mm-hmm. and what they're able to do with that to help others. And so whatever that means, I mean, that's the growth academy. That's what we do here. That's why we make these connections. And the flexibility is just by nature how we do that at Max 6. It's you don't, we take, we're like an insurance policy for whatever happens externally. So you don't have to worry about your real estate. We've got you. And, and to your point, from Andy Maurer or Brian Moore, you know, any of these, uh, Gallup statistics that are showing mm-hmm. 80% of employees now are either disengaged or actively disengaged within companies that they're with they're measuring. Right. That is not only absolutely ludicrous from a how many billions of dollars of 
just operating costs are being wasted by by people that don't want to be doing what they're doing. But these are people that are like suicide rate, drugs, alcoholism, all, all these things that are happening that because people are not fulfilled with what they're doing in their lives. Forget calling it a job. Like, why do they even wake up in the morning? At some point, it becomes like functionally just to get the mail and show up to get more money to get more food and stuff so that I wake up the next more morning to the next morning to do it all over again. Like, what is the purpose in all of that? And so when they when you start asking yourself that question, if you don't have it, you're lost. Yep. So that is a also like that is a huge goal of what I want to have change in Max Six is that work change. Mm-hmm. And take like your personal experience here about how there was a certain someone who sat in a desk right out in front of your office in a job she probably didn't like that like that much. Who's listening right now. Yes. And part of my team yeah. and came to maybe host the show if I needed her to. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so she's sitting out there one day and think of the, the different trajectory of her life per se, if but for not meeting you and the different things that happen. And that's what happens when you get people together is that you might not have that interest, but they might know somebody who does. And that's the other thing with community. It's how people touch each other and about how you're able to um, to grow in a different way by the people that you interact with. And that's the big thing about community is getting people together because you might be two-thirds of the ingredients you need and yep. you get somebody else. Kendra Maples is who we're speaking to, and I want to make sure we give her a shout-out. Culture Crush Business Uh, At the time, she was working for a different organization, and she was like Al and Kyle, somebody who helped me when I needed it. I was, again, doing everything in the beginning, taking photos, doing production, hosting shows, and she would come in and open up the door and say, I I think you might need some help taking photos. And I'd be like, yes, that would be great. And then I had to take a personal leave Mm -hmm. uh, for longer than I thought, almost two years. And Kendra called because she had just made a change in her career, and she said, I love what you're doing. And I want to help you keep it going. How can I help? And with very little training, I taught taught her how to do the production, host shows. She kept everything running for me single-handedly with the exception of a couple VAs. And I got to step away and heal and take time to take care of my family. And then when I came back, thank you so much for mentioning, Kendra, because it's such an important example, again, of, of who we are here and how we take care of each other. When she When I was ready to come back, she was still looking for work and, and getting more serious about it because I, I was back and also not happy with the way that her career was running. And she wanted to begin to be an advocate for cultures that really are who they say they are, not just they've got the foosball table and snacks on the counter and this, you know, great whatever movie night. No offense to your upcoming movie night. <laughs> it's going to be good. But when those are the only things, that's not culture right? That's a great wreath on the door. And when you come in an interview, it's like, oh, this is kind of neat. Everybody comes together. What she found is when she worked for different organizations, that all looked and sounded good. But on the daily, they were lacking integrity. They were lacking communion. They were lacking opportunities to grow and aspire and feel connected to the mission and purpose of the business that she was working for. And so to Al's point, we sat down and I said, well, I think you ought to start a podcast on culture. And now that podcast is still running three years later, I think, three years. Maybe she'll come and give me a different sign in front of the window since she's here. Uh, and and now it's a business, full-fledged business. In fact, we've got a great 
community event coming up in July that I'll be speaking at and we're sponsoring. And it will be at Arizona Wilderness at their Gilbert location. Are you? Do you know that about this? I do. Yeah. And it's going to be all around inclusion, inclusion and diversity and really just community and all that. Brian Moore, you already gave a shout out to Brian. He'll be there because he will be hosting the next quarter event and we're doing something with Anthem. So again, oh, there she is. <laughs> Giving me a thumbs up. Thanks, baby. Uh, love it. So thank you because I think that's a great example. I have one more example, and then I want to make sure that we hit some of the higher notes that you'd asked me to. So Darby Vance with Full Swing, Full Swing Studio used to be right across mm-hmm. from here. And at the time was video production only from what and, and photography. And so I hired him for a, a personal job that I needed and um, didn't know him. I think we had met maybe once or twice. And we got to know each other. He came and saw our, our soundboard. He talked to Daryl and he got excited. And he came to me when they were getting ready to go to their new location in, in partnership with One Community and said, I want to thank you because you've been a great example for me in podcasting. We're now going to offer that as part of our services. Now, most business owners would go, ouch, like, I don't want to give any of my secrets away and you can't talk to my production guy and, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, whatever you need, buddy, Let, I, I'm excited for you. And likewise, we're doing video and, and that wasn't always in our wheelhouse. But when we look at it through the lens of there's enough business for all of us, then we can all win. So, Absolutely. Love mm-hmm. it. Let's talk about how full the parking lot is because, again, COVID days, it was pretty bleak. Mm-hmm. Al and I could cross over six different parking spaces and no one would care. Cause I didn't have a parking space. I just <laughs> walked. Right. walked across the street. Even then? Even during COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So how, how and why is it full and who's here? Well, uh, go ahead, Kyle. You'll talk about the old co-working space. Yeah. So there's been lots of changes. And for anybody listening, we still have plenty of parking. (laughs) (laughs) We really got into a kind of scary place during COVID. And it was semi-COVID related, but there were also other issues going around uh, uh, the neighborhood with just we're a thoroughfare where a lot of people are coming through all the time. And so just... uh, uh, whether it was people that uh, didn't have a place to live or were using different substances in ways that were disruptive to what we were doing, it caused a lot of issues to where uh, the building across the parking lot from us that we own is got down to 20, 26% occupancy. From a cash flow perspective, that's a that's a holy shit moment. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's like what what is can we stay in business tomorrow? Not like what does our year end goal look like, and we have solved a lot of those issues largely by getting even more involved with the community in various ways around us. And luckily, I mean, thankfully, I guess uh, COVID is is not a thing anymore. A At least memory. it's a, it's not a, a disruptive force. But to the first one of the first questions you asked, the work environment changed, and a lot of people need what we have right now and want what we have right now. And so, as an example, the initial co-working space that we built out in 2012 that was, that's my baby up there. And and uh, we had been running Max 6 out of there, managing the buildings, but really that was that was Max 6 as his 10,000 square feet of space. We built out this bottom floor that we're in right now, 2018, as a addition to it, and ended up finding a really cool company, Moxie Pest Control, that is occupying basically two-thirds of the entire floor upstairs now. They are our largest co-working, in quotes, uh, uh, tenant. And they're kind of private occupancy. They're kind of their own thing, but they they moved here 
partially because they wanted to be a part of all of this, not just on their own. And they're really set up to thrive. I mean, the, if you go in there and it's a two things, kind of a uh, uh, headquarters for the company as well as call center, it's not an environment that you would expect if you just heard the, the words call center. People want to be there. People like being there. They love coming in here. And it's been awesome to have a hundred people that, you know, we see the joke I always have is I decide how happy I'm going to be in the morning by how full the parking lot is, because really that's just a metric that represents like, look at all these people we can surround ourselves with. And that's an example. We've got all kinds of cool companies that have moved in that are a part of this, that, uh, that have stuck with us over the time. And it's more of what I've always wanted it to be, which is this thriving environment as opposed to just businesses that need space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have like a, a, a company that, that moved in from um, from San Francisco, Hyrie, that, that does uh, hiring with an app. We have a Tiger Mountain, which is a nonprofit that, uh, that has our gorgeous community garden out there. We have multiple, as Kyle said, like 80 different ones. And we have Business Radio X, too, which is like the, our crown jewel. So. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Thanks, Al, for that bone. <laughs> it's so fun to watch Maxix grow and evolve. And and we've, all three of us together and separately, have had so many different conversations around the, I don't know what I'm doing, but here we go. Let's give it a try. I can see it. I can visualize it. And now I just need to put the pieces in place and make it happen. So it that's very helpful for me as, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, to run alongside people who can offer ideas and help me get to the next level of where I need to go. Mm-hmm. What else do you want our listeners to know? The big thing now that we're focused on is a is an initiative that we have. It's called flawless execution. That that we want to kind of have, and Kyle's going to talk about this. Is that it's a a uh, white glove, blue collar um, experience that he thought up of, and, and he'll kind of share that is. But we want um, when people are here that they they get that white glove experience, mm-hmm. and mm. you know, so it's like. We want to, one thing I always say to Kyle is that we must be clothed with competence. And that's one thing that I'm, that I'm brought in to do to make sure that when we do things, we do things well. As all companies, we have some errors on the board. But the main thing is to be able to fix that and make things better. And so when people come in, they know the first and foremost that we care about the people that are here and that we jump on things immediately and get things solved. You know, that's one thing that we're really focused on. So, so when you come in here, um, you're always happy. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of felt, too, from a business standpoint, is when it comes time to renew your lease and you're happy. You're staying. You're going to stay. And so, Kyle, go back and share a little bit more about the uh, the, the white glove, uh, blue collar thought. I've heard you guys refer to it a couple of times, so I'm, I'm glad it's a thing. It's yes. going to be coming up more often. Yeah. So... We had called this a number of things, the the flawless execution, close and competence. Al asked me a number of months ago a really good question, which is how do you know that you're done and you've had a successful week at the end of the week? And my answer at the time was I don't. Because I'm always gauging that by asking that question at the end of the week as opposed to what are we doing in the start of the week that we can say will be successful at the end? And so what does it look like to have a structured approach to this? And the way I've described it to our team in the past is 
I love all you guys because you have the willingness to paddle a canoe on wheels through the desert. Mm-hmm. But if we can get this thing in the water at some point, imagine how fast we can go. So brute strength has got us here and owl and the owl-like mentality is going to take us where we need to go. The white glove blue collar thing popped into my head probably a little bit after we sold the manufacturing space and just I've been really thinking a lot more about this uh, blue collar and what that means and it I think to many people means you've got oil on your hands and your you know dirty knees and you're you're you know working on physical stuff but to me it's a mentality which is really just a a pragmatism a realism a like connection with what is as opposed to this sort of like politicians uh other others that live in this world that's so ethereal to us all sometimes that it's like what are you how does this relate to me it doesn't and so it's really that mentality of people whether it's actually what you would consider necessarily a blue-collar job or not is that people that want to connect action with intention and actually make some stuff happen like let's make cool stuff happen let's build cool stuff let's do stuff for other people let's make it happen and the white glove experience for those people especially because they have that mentality and are working their asses off so hard deserve more than anybody that could even pay just for that white collar experience a white collar experience we need to be honoring the entrepreneurs in our community whether that's from a federal state private business individual perspective because those are the people who are making our lives better and so that's what we need to show up and and people need to experience when they come to max six because they deserve it that's what they're working for we need to show up and give that to them and we are falling down in in certain instances where we're not providing that experience right now but i'm open to that because we're not going to get there unless we put gloves on and get them as dirty as they need to get until we can put the white gloves on and there's no more dust left on the top of the door to uh, to check anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm, I'm going to quote my uh, college professor and mentor, Scott Romeo, where he goes back and he asks the question. He says, are you a best value, high cost or low cost provider? And you go back and you think about that. And, you know, at max six, you know, we're, you know, we're not going to be that the high end pretty place. You know, you go back and a lot of fluff and things like that, but we're very, um, we're best value and we're going to add that white glove experience for you. And so it's the one thing about running a business, it's a very serious affair because it's, it's your life. And a lot of people, like I work in the corporate world and I go back and I talk to some of my corporate friends and the one big difference between the corporate world and the entrepreneurial world is fear. Yeah. Like Kata said before, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I mean, they may walk in and say, hey, we're, we're doing a layoff that there's that potential fear there. But as a business owner, you got the money coming to pay your bills. And the one thing we want to do here is to make sure that we're not charging an exorbitant cost, but we also got to stay in business. Mm-hmm. But also while we're here, you get value. And that's one of the big things is that with this is, is that, you know, you should, speaking of corporate, I was talking to one of my uh, corporate friends, one of my peers that I work with. He called me. Um, when I put my announcement out on LinkedIn, he reached out and said, let's talk. And, and I said, Dino, these people here don't, don't know the side of me. And Kyle's seen a little bit of it. A, a little bit. A little bit of it. What you know, side? I, I'm, I'm intrigued. What side are we talking about, Al? The hugging side? Not a hugging side. <laughs> really? 
I'm a very intense person. I know that. When it comes, well, especially no, when it comes when it comes to getting things done in the right way. If things aren't right, I'm going to work hard to make sure that it's done right. Mm. And so, especially when it comes to people, because the people here matter. And so when you put a request, so, so we're going to tell you to put a request in, we're going to get the requests. We're going to make sure that that's done and it's done done in a proper way that you'll be communicated with. I've seen it every time that I've needed you for something. Yeah. And so the big thing is that you just get that feedback and, you know, because the people, you know, I always tell Kyle, it's like, you know, people write the check and that's the revenue because that's that's the way the world goes. And that's one thing I like about Alliance is that you can't do things on your own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back to what you were saying about before about the, the, the conversation we had before about being anti-capitalist is, is that that's the reason why most of those things fail because they're great in theory, but they don't work in, in practice. And so many people that you see out here, you know, pouring their life's effort into this stuff. And that's where we want to be here to be able to help them, but not hinder them. Yep. And so that's one thing we're really working on. Another shout out to Local First Arizona, who has their own spot, own building mm-hmm. in uh, downtown Phoenix, and they have a collective workspace out here. Uh, Thomas Barr, a couple of days ago, they do their show, uh, Arizona Good Business, with us on occasion. We've been partners for, I think, three years, and he reached out a couple of weeks ago and, and knows that I'm going through a transition right now with the business. And he's like, listen, let's, I, I want to sit down with a couple of our board members and let's talk. I think I have some ideas on how we can work together. And I didn't realize that the bulk of the conversation was local first saying to me, how can we help you? <laughs> now, I'm all about reciprocation, and so they are, so are they. And it was just a beautiful, another example of how we all work together. They know that that I'm in growth mode and, and I need some help. And I'm not sure how to answer some of the questions that I'm being faced with. And they also know that they could better utilize me as a legacy partner and help telling tell the stories of their members who have succeeded through the help of Local First and, and that sort of thing. So again, just another great example of how we are in just the, the greatest community here at Max 6. 100%. Yeah. What is, do we have any more examples? I know we've given plenty, but is there anybody we haven't given a shout out to that you guys can think of a, a past uh, Max 6 community member or someone who's currently with us? I, I know I'm kind of throwing that on the spot, but is there anybody else that we haven't? I think one thing is a, a former employee uh, that used to work yes, here at Max Six of is that we'll we'll, we'll throw You're a little thing out buddy. there. We'll throw out the Chrissy Jackson because, whoop, like, whoop. I mean, what, one of the things when I go back and I and I do this, I used to sit back and watch her, and I always go back and in my mind I go back. It's WWCD. What would Chrissy do? <laughs> and so, in a lot of cases, you know, she went out and she really, uh, you know, she really worked out and really hustled, and she, um, you know, kind of set an example for you know, what a community, you know, manager should be. So we could go back and we'll emulate her in a lot of ways. So hopefully she'll listen to this. this well, I'll make sure she does. Yes. My, oh. my paddleboarding buddy. And let's talk about her growth trajectory professionally mm-hmm. because she was ready for something different and hated to leave Max 6. Had she been with you for 10 years? It Not had quite? been I think uh, six, six, five or six. Yes. I'm thinking yes. of Jen Burwell, yeah. who yeah. also had wings and grew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and Chrissy went ahead and now is, and I'm forgetting the name of the, the company, but a similar portal, portal right? Yep. And, and the first place for portal land here in Arizona, and they chose Chrissy to fill that building and bring clientele, and she's done a phenomenal job for them. Well, let me go back and I'll, I'll throw three others out there. We will call it the gym corridor downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, yeah. we, have, we have three companies down there, yeah. Resound, Lee Media, Point, oh, point time. time. Point, point time. time. Yeah. Yep. 
and point in time that started upstairs in co-working and are now in suites because they grew out of it. And serve very similar. Yes. I mean, they're in the same similar industry. It's it, it's actually that whole floor other than the uh, other than the IT. Uh, the American Commercial Cleaning too. American Christian. Commercial Cleaning. So, I mean, it's. It's a perfect example of how people have used the space. I started with three. I only needed desks. I don't know how big I'm going to be in six months, let alone three years. That's what people are offering me for leases. And then they grew into their own space when they're ready. But you're right. Like There are three companies down there that should theoretically be in direct competition with each other in some instances. And instead of that, the thing I kept thinking about when you were talking about this concept earlier about like, it's not about competition. It's about, we all can thrive is this approach like Elon Musk open sourced all of his patents. The world needs to have these so that there can be enough competition for me to also succeed. Mm. And that has been the behavior of everybody that I've seen, but those three companies are a perfect example that do some version of what each other does and also help each other out. How do you do this? You're doing this. How would I get into this? How do I not have to spend the frustration, if nothing else, of figuring out how this works on my own? They're doing some incredible things between between the three of them, both like incredible just objectively on their own, and especially compared to where they started. And I, you know, we got to see that that growth. And I mean, the thing the thing I really care about is. You're talking about Mike Jones and Rami Kala and James Lee and and the three like and their employees and and just all these individuals that as the companies grow, when we say businesses and people thrive, like that's what I really care about. What do the people thriving part look like? If nothing else, they've gone a hell of a ride and it's just learned so much. But I see them experiencing the world differently. And it, I mean, that whole floor is just a, such a good example. And one more thing, I'd like to, to throw a shout out to Ben Johnson. Yes. Who's out on the floor, and he's really a uh, in, an instrumental part of the community with our with our tech and things like that. Because, you know, the one thing from a personal growth st- standpoint was that Ben had a job early on where he was on call most of the time. And when he wasn't on call, he, he spent a lot of time chatting around with people. And then once he kind of moved on from that and started his own company, you can really tell a difference when you're when locked in and focused in. But he does a lot of great work helping us te- with technology, especially with the VIP room that we have upstairs that we're yeah. that we're going to look to kind of market and grow more where you can have a, a virtual in-person event where you can have people online. And we're looking at different ways that we can help companies utilize that space. And so it's, uh, and then to um, do a shout out to Scott Marsh, I was just our, do our that. personal trainer. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's on vacation this week, but uh, he brings in a lot of different people, helps people in the space. And uh, myself included, yes. I've got biceps because yeah. of Scott. And I have my, uh, my stable of wrestlers and the wrestling names. <laughs> so anyway, we uh, <laughs> have right. some fun with that, but, but, but no, it's a lot of fun. And, and the main thing that I know uh, over the course of the five years, like you see, um, you know, SciTech's been here the whole time with us. Back to Lee Media, um, Structure Properties, a, a, a company out of San Francisco that does commercial right, real estate. Right here. Yeah. yeah, they're right outside. And so there's a ton of manpower. people. Manpower. Manpower. I mean, we've got names that have been here over the years. It's, it's wild to think yeah. of. Driving Independence. I mean, yeah. Uber started here in Arizona. They grew to 27 people and they had to leave. And they're, I don't have no idea how Lyft many Lyft and Uber. Look at you, Lyft Max. Lyft came in right yeah, after. I and, love it. Know, Incredible. I mean, but it's, it doesn't matter if they've got a recognizable name or not. It's just, you know, people would know those names. But mm-hmm. 
Jake and EXP Trips that was here for years. Like you, you may not have ever heard of EXP Trips or Jake. Just as cool of a story and a guy and what yep. they were doing. And he knows but, that he's got family here. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes hesitate to use the word family when we talk about businesses. Max Six really is is a community and, and it's like family. Because if if I ever leave from here, which I won't, but if I did, <laughs> I know you guys are not going anywhere. Certainly Al, because he's my hugging buddy. Yes. <laughs> On that note, we're going to close out this segment okay. so I can go hug Al and have him squirm out of my arms. Al, why are you moving towards the yes. door? And Al's Five, like, four, three. <laughs> Where's that closing uh, video? Let me get out. The closing music. Let me get out of here. Right. Oh, my goodness. How do our listeners and viewers uh, get in touch and find out more about how to utilize a community space and if they're looking for an opportunity and, and to align with what you're doing? We're on social media and all that, but really the easiest way is max6.com, M-A-C, the number 6.com. We've got lots of information about the spaces and community and what's going on around here and get a hold of us, kyle.macintosh at max6.com if you want to uh, connect with me personally. Does your email for Max6 say the mayor? At no. Max Six, it should. It's al.loveland at max six dot com. Boring. No, no. Well, we, we, we could put a new <laughs> we, one out we there. We need the mayor at yeah, the okay. mayor at max six dot com. Uh, al Loveland is it al dot Loveland? I'm sorry. Al dot Loveland. Yes. At max six m a c six dot com. Yes. Yeah. Really fun to be with you guys again. And I'm 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 personally excited that Jesse got to produce his first show today. Whoop whoop. Yes. And get to hear, right, this whole collective conversation because Daryl and I have been and Kendra for that matter, have been trying to kind of paint that picture. Who better than to hear the Max Six story from both of you? So thank you so much for spending your afternoon with us. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to Mac uh, not Max Six. <laughs> well, you have. You've you've been listening to Max Six. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio right here at Max Six Entrepreneurial. Center in Tampa, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Kira Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.